Last week, Pastor Justin preached um, a parable of the, uh, the seed, of the sower. And he talked about four different um, places the seed fell. The seed that fell on the path, he called the pickpocketed heart, if you remember. The seed that fell on the rocky ground, he called it the emotionally driven heart. The seed that fell among the thorns, he called the distracted heart. And then obviously, we all want the fourth one, which is the seed that fell on good soil. The seed that can fall on good soil, it can produce a good crop, it can grow, it can be nourished. But we all journey through life, and let's be honest, sometimes all of our hearts are not the fourth one. Sometimes, maybe, maybe not you, in my life, I'll just talk about me. Sometimes my heart might be distracted. Sometimes my heart might be emotionally driven. Sometimes there's different things happening where really the seed of the word isn't penetrating my heart like it probably should. And so this week what I want to do is I want to suggest that the, the, the word actually gives us some direction on how to actually plow up our heart. The, the word of God actually calls, calls um, a hard heart or a it gives allusion to that. It calls it fallow ground, this ground that's not been tilled properly. It's not been plowed maybe in a couple seasons. It's unsown for an extended period of time. Um, but I want to suggest to you that there's a scriptural way, a kingdom way, that we actually get to plow up the ground of our heart to prepare it for seed. Want to do that together this morning? We've already actually done it. My, my message is entitled, Judah Shall Plow. And, and it comes from a, a rather obscure scripture. You see, the first time we hear the word praise is in Genesis, when a guy by the name of Kid, the fourth son of, of uh, <clears throat> sorry, I'm, of Jacob and Leah. Jacob and Leah had four sons. The fourth one was named Judah. And when Judah was born, uh, Leah actually named him Praise. And the scripture says this. It says, and she conceived again and bore a son. And she said, now I will praise the Lord, therefore his name will be Judah. Judah actually means praised. That's actually what his name means. I'm getting some feedback. Anybody else? Or do I need a little prayer for healing? Um, and so, so this happened in Genesis, where, where Judah's born, and, he, and it's talked about this connection. The first time we actually hear the word praise in Scripture, and really from there on out, Judah is connected through Scripture with praise throughout all of Scripture. There's a um, prophet, and, and the prophet, prophet of Hosea in chapter 10, he has this little obscure verse, which I'm pulling this from, where he literally says, Judah shall plow. And if I make the connection, and you can make it if you want, you don't have to. For me, it, it connects really well. That, that Judah is praise. What the Lord's telling us is that praise will actually plow the hardened parts of my heart. You ever notice that? You ever been in a bad place? You ever been in a hard place? And as long as I keep my, the focus on me and what I'm going through, I stay in that bad place. But the moment I get my focus off of me and I say, you know what, I'm not going to worry about that right now. I can deal with that later, but I'm going to praise the Lord. It's as if God comes in and he does something in my heart and gets it ready to go. He plows my heart. He gets it to a healthy place again. There's something about getting our attention onto the Lord, praising him, lifting him up that prepares our heart for what God has. And in the series that Pastor Justin is, he's in a series about the kingdom. This morning as we praise, this, I just couldn't help but think, as we're worshiping together as a church, I couldn't help but think that the kingdom of God is near in this place. And when I think that, when I think the kingdom of God is near, I think, well, well what could God do? What's available in the moment 
where the hand of God is right next to us, where the kingdom of God is near. When we praise, the Bible actually talks about that he's enthroned in the praises of his people. He comes and he, he, it's as if he, his throne comes down and he hangs out with us a little bit because we're praising him. So this morning I want to talk about the seven Hebrew words for praise. Um, but I'm going to need a little bit of audience participation. If you guys are, are willing to do that. this morning, if you ever go to school, I remember you're in, I was in a physics class in high school. I remember you have like lecture time and you have lab time. Maybe you do that in college. This morning, I want it to be a little bit of lab time, which means we're all going to work. Are you okay with that? Okay. I remember in my physics class, I remember um, the, the teacher actually said, he had these lasers. You're in high school. I thought it was fun at the time. Everyone's got lasers nowadays. 25 years ago, we didn't have that. And I just remember him saying, don't shoot those in people's eyes because they'll go blind. So then we're sitting there shooting out the door. Anyhow. Okay, so this is going to be lab this morning. Seven Hebrew words for praise. I want to start out um, by reading Psalm 100. If you'll stand with me, we're going to read it out loud. Psalm 100 contains four out of the seven uh, Hebrew words for praise. It's It's the most I could find in any one section of Scripture. It says this, it says, Shout for joy. To the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Father, we thank you today that this, this word is true. This scripture is so true. Your faithfulness, your faithfulness continues through all generations. Today, I pray that in my own heart, in our hearts, we would once again stir up just the passion to praise your name, that, that I would get out of my own comfort zone and just declare the praises of, of him who is worthy. Lord, we ask that your word would become alive to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen? You may be seated. All right, so we're just going to go down through these um, briefly. The first, the first Hebrew word for praise is called yada, and that literally means to throw. So it means to throw. It, it, by implication, it means to lift your hands in praise. You ever see people lifting? Maybe you lift your hands in praise. A lot of us here are, are really familiar with praise, and, and sometimes we just need to be reminded, okay, w- what is it all about? I, I, when I was looking at this verse, I w- I was, or this uh, word, I was actually thinking about how common it is for hum- humanity to do this, in church or not. You ever been to a concert? What are people doing? Lifting their hands. There's an element where something in us wants to praise God through the lifting of hands. And actually, multiple words in the Hebrew that deal with praise actually talk about the lifting or cupping or up, the, uh, the, 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 the heaving up of hands. It has to do with how we position ourselves to the Lord. And this word is particular to that. So you might uh, recognize one of the places this was used in Psalm 42, 11. He says this, Why are you in despair or why are you downcast, O my soul? Why have you become disturbed or not at peace within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. I shall yet, yet lift my hands and praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. One of my personal go-to uh, kingdom principles is um, if I want to change my attitude. Sometimes we don't want to, right? We, we pray, help, Lord, help me, help me want to. But there are days we all have issues, right? We all have... Um, Maybe anxiety happens on occasion. Maybe we enter into stuff like shame or accusation, fear, depression. Those things are, are normal in life. I would never want to communicate to you as if they're not normal. But 
they're not meant to be permanent, right? Our emotions are like little red flags that tell us what's going on inside so that we as a Christian can go to our Father and say, God, can you help me with this? This is what's going on on the inside of me. The writer of this, of this uh, psalm, he actually tells us that he's brought low. He's downcast. He's, it actually says he's, in, he's in disturbed. He's in despair. And what does he do? What's his response? It says, hope in God, I shall yet praise him. There's only two types of people in the Bible that are actually called to praise God. Those who feel like it and those who don't. It's okay. It's kind of a joke. You can laugh. But it's the truth. When the scripture says for us to rejoice, why does it say that? And especially in the New Testament, the, the apostle encouraged us to rejoice so often. Well, you don't have to encourage a joyful person to do that. You, you ever know a joyful person? You ever know someone whose joy is like almost obnoxious? And you're like, come on. Can you really be that joyful all the time? You don't need to encourage them to be joyful. But the rest of us who sometimes have a sour face, those are the ones that we need to be encouraged to be rejoicing. And in, in this verse, the, the writer des- decides, hey, I'm, I'm in despair. I'm actually, the, the, one of the words says, I have no peace in my heart. And so what, is, what does he decide to do? He says, I need to praise him. I need to lift my hands and I need to praise God. Because you know, I, uh, a worship leader once told me this, and it's so true, that praise breaks the chains. There's something about lifting your hands, lifting your voice, and declaring the goodness of God that breaks chains off of your life. And make no mistake, every chain is breakable. That that verse in that one song is so good. Every chain is breakable. If you have a chain in your life, every chain is breakable. And I'm not saying praise is the answer to everything. I am saying praise is a part of every process. Everything we do in our life needs to have an element of lifting up our soul into God and offering him a sacrifice of praise because he's good. So that's, this is, this is uh, the Hebrew word I didn't say is yadah. That's how you, I probably said it all wrong, but it's yadah. This word suggests that the writer threw their hands in the air, lifted them to the Lord, and chose out of an act of their own will to praise God. How often do I come into a time of, of worship and, uh, you know, or I, I'm not telling people this, but I'm bringing my bad day, and then, uh, and then afterward we have this funny thing where we critique worship. Well, how was it today? As if worship was directed toward me. It's not. You know what I mean? What, what, it, it really doesn't matter. You, you know, I, I, could be, I could be up here with an out-of-tune banjo playing, with, and I can't sing, a, I can't carry a note in a bucket. If you have a heart to praise God, you can be right along with me just praising the Lord. It doesn't matter how good the music is. It doesn't matter how good our voices are. What matters is we make a choice to lift our hands and praise the Lord because he's worthy. Isn't that good? All right. Number two is this word, um, well, let me tell you one other thing. Sorry, do I have time? No, but I will anyways. I've mentioned this before. Judah, Judah had a kid. This is, I'm pulling out of the air, probably wrong. Maybe Genesis 39, I don't know. Judah had a kid out of wedlock. It was actually with his daughter-in-law. It's all messed up. The Bible has those stories. And, the, and Judah's child's name was Perez. And I'm just going to leave this here. That's really interesting that Judah, that means praise, had a child whose name was meant breakthrough. Could breakthrough be the offspring of praise? I'm just saying. Um, okay, the second Hebrew word for praise is taudah. Probably said that wrong as well. Um, and that means thanksgiving. This is the sacrifice of praise, right? This, is, this also is a word that means the extension of the arms. I don't know in what direction. Could be whatever. 
but it does have an element of an extending the arms to God and praising God. It's interesting to me, you know, um, there's offerings in the Old Testament, and one of the offerings was um, the wave offering, which I never understood. They would take a portion of their offering to the Lord, and this is what they were told to do in Leviticus, take a portion of your offering and wave it before the Lord. That was what the Lord prescribed them to do. Could it be because God wants our entire being to be involved in praising him? That he doesn't just want words. He wants our physical body, our soul, our spirit, all completely engulfed in his praise and his worship. Amen? And so this is really interesting because it says this. It says it's a sacrifice of praise. Psalm 42.4 uses this word, todah. It says, when I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise. And that word is the thanksgiving, arms extended in adoration, todah, praise of the Lord. There's a book um, called The Priesthood of the Believer written by a uh, Judson Cornwall and Sam Sasser, and he has this quote, which I think is really interesting. Their take on this is, they said, it's apparent in this scripture, talking about todah, it's apparent in this word that it's used to thank God for things not yet received as well as blessings received. And when I read that, I couldn't help but think of when Jesus said, he said, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and then you shall have it. Right? First glance, that, that scripture is completely confusing. But there's something about kingdom faith that says, if God has a promise for me, I can thank him as if I've already got it. Amen. Isn't that true? There's something about the, the God kind of faith, the, the kingdom kind of faith that says, look, at, if the scripture tells me that, that God, my father, is promising me, me this, then I can stand on that till the cows come home and I'm going to believe God that that's for me. I don't need to see it. I don't need to, I don't, I, all I need is the word he's given me. And that's kind of what this todah kind of thanksgiving praise is alluding to on occasion. We thank God not just for what he's done in our life, but when he says, I'm your strong tower, what he's saying is you're going to make it through. Amen. There's some people here today that, that even online that are listening, you need to hear that you're going to make it through. That's a promise to God over your life, that you're in a season right now that looks dark and everything is, is closed out against you. You seem, Maybe you feel alone, you feel like you have no friends, things are just caving in. And, and the promise of the Lord is he's your strong tower. He, the righteous run to him and are safe. That's a promise you can stand on even when everything else doesn't feel like it. And, and our job is to lift our hands and thank him that that's so, even if it doesn't feel like it. That's todah praise. All right. This is the lab part. You guys ready? All right. I'm going to let you on this one stay seated. But I want us to do one, two things. Both of these words have an element of lifting our hands in praise. And we're going to lift our hands. I don't care if you lift your hands like this. That's fine. No one needs to see you. Or if you want to be like this. But I want us to just, even in our seats, just take a moment, close your eyes, just to, so you're not worried about people around you. We're going to lift our hands. And I want us out loud, without music, because we don't need music for everything, just say, God, I thank you for whatever. Just begin to 
Let thanksgiving brew in your heart and, and, and actually put it on your lips. Can we do that to, for just a moment? This is the lab portion. Put, let's put our hands right up in the air, however you want to do that, and just begin to say, you and God together, just one-on-one, just begin to thank him and praise him. Maybe you're thanking him for something. God, I thank you for touching my life. God, I thank you for healing me of this. God, I thank you for what, whatever it is that he's done in your life. Or maybe you're actually thanking him because, you know what, God, I'm in a rough place, and I'm going to toda praise you. I'm going to believe it at so, even if I haven't seen it. You're going to get me through. You're going to be my strong tower. You're going to be my healer. This morning, I thank you, God, that you are the only way and you're going to be my way. I thank you before I even see it come to pass. That's todah praise. And as we begin to, I'll tell you what, as we begin to todah, as we begin to praise, as we begin to lift our hands and praise his name, I believe that's, that's when our heart begins to get plowed. Amen? Anybody feel that? Anybody feel God doing something in your heart, even as you just lift your hands and praise him? That's what he does. That's what he does. I remember, um, this, is, this isn't even in my notes. When I, I moved to Portland, Oregon, my wife and I moved, uh, oh, I don't know, 15 years ago. And I thought we were moving for one year. I can do anything for a year. I don't want to live in Portland. I lived there for 10 almost, the West Coast. By like year three or four, I was actually very discouraged because I didn't want to be there. Um, and I can remember very distinctly, and I don't even know if, if Melissa's watching, uh, she's, anyhow, she, she might not even know this, we were uh, um, Northeast 73rd Street, I can remember in my car, grabbing hold of that steering wheel, praising God, because I hated every minute of what was going on. I just didn't like being there. I had left where I was supposed to be, and I said, you know what, God, I'm going to praise your name because you're worthy. And it didn't change my situation, it changed my heart. Right? It took me from a place of a hard-heartedness to a place where now God's word is alive again in me. And, and I, you know, sometimes it's hard in, a, in an auditorium filled with, filled with 200 people to lift our hands in praise. But when, you, when you're in your car alone, when you're in your shower and no one's around you, and you lift your hands and begin to cry out to God, amen, amen. the chains break. Amen. That just is what happens. All right. Number two, uh, three, we're on Barak. That word means to kneel down to bless. This is a praise word that has to do with reverence and adoration. Psalm 95, 6 says, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel, that's Barak, before the Lord our maker. You ever, you ever see people, maybe yourself, in, in worship and something just, you just see them on their knees. I remember um, I came from a church where we all knelt at the same time on command to go to a church that that wasn't the case and you just saw random people kneel was a very bizarre thing to me, to be very honest with you. It still is. <laughs> still is. <laughs> that's honesty. I love it. You know, but, but that's what this is. That, that's, this, is this is that Barak kind of reverence and adoration, that kneeling down and blessing the Lord. Once again, it's getting our entire being involved with praise. Maybe we lift our hands. Maybe we kneel down. Whatever it is, we're meant to be people of praise. So Psalm 34, 1 says this. It says, I will bless, that's Barak, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. The interesting thing about blessing is I'm not sure you can do it without opening your mouth. I think blessing requires a declaration of words to be a blessing. And what's interesting about this is... Uh, you know, um, the realization that he wants everything. He wants our word. He's worthy of it. He's worthy of our praise. Um, have you ever felt something maybe on the inside of you that 
just felt like, hey, I, I, I need, need to kneel down, maybe at home, maybe in your own prayer time before the Lord, or I just need some quiet time of adoration, just me and God, and it's different than anything else. That is this Barak type of phrase. That's when all of a sudden, within your heart, he gets a hold of us, and we just begin to say, God, this is a time I just need to kneel down and bless your name. So this is, this is going to be easy. We're not going to make it too silly, but this is a lab. So what, I just want you to do this. If, if, you, if you can, and if you're at home, you can do this. Nobody's watching. Here they have a harder part. I just want to get out of our seats. If you're, if you're willing to join me, I want to kneel on the ground together, and I want to practice this. Because then you can say you've knelt in, in front of everybody, and it's, you can do it whenever you want. So just kneel down with me, and I just want to, you're going to pray this with me. All right? It's really easy because he's worthy. Close your eyes because you don't want to see anybody else. It just gets awkward, especially if they're too close and you don't know them that well. <laughs> but in your own words, it doesn't have to be loud. can be quiet. Uh, close your eyes and just, these, this is, just say the scripture off your own lips. In your own words, if you like, oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. In all that is within me, I bless your holy name. <laughs> Just your own words. I didn't, I didn't shovel the driveway just to come and hear a message. God, I came to meet a God. I came to meet you this morning. I came for the fire that only you provide. I bless your name this morning. <laughs> that, that's Barak. It's just blessing him, letting him know he's worthy of it all. And there's no shame in kneeling down because that's just what somebody does in the presence of a king. And I want to encourage us, next time we're in a time of worship, and, and in your heart something tells you, hey, the king is, is entering this place. As his presence manifests in an important way to you, just take a moment and kneel down. Amen? Amen. You can get up. You guys are good at this lab thing. <laughs> if you're a visitor, you're going to be like, I'm never going back to that church. <laughs> Martha, I told you they were weirdos. Amen. Don't worry, Pastor Justin will be back next week. <laughs> who knows? I may never preach again. We'll see. Um, okay, good. Good. The, the next one is actually one of the most common words used for praise. It's halal. Those of you that heard the Christian lingo, hallelujah, that's the word, halal. Uh, hallelujah means praise to Yah, praise to God. And it comes from the word halal. That word actually simply means to shine. It says to boast, to celebrate, to be... Oh, also, I think I took this one out of order. If you're following along with me on the sheet, it's, I went out of order on this one. It means to be... I love this one. It means to be clamorously foolish. Some of us have a hard time with that, but we work on it. Um, it is the joyful celebration of praise. You know, there's a... There's a um, hold on, let me see if I can find it. Out of Nehemiah... Um, the prophet Nehemiah was talking to the people, uh, and it's a whole story, but you can, you can read it yourself. There was a holy day, and what he wanted to do was he wanted to call the people to praise. And he said this, he said, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people that had read, they'd read the law of the Lord, and it, caused, it broke their heart, caused them to weep before God. He said, Stop it. Stop crying. Then he said, Because this day is holy, he said, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared, for this day is holy to the Lord. And what are you to do on the holy day of the Lord? And this day is holy to the Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. There's something about coming into God's presence where it says the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and 
you got it, joy in the Holy Ghost. This is that praise. It's the, it's the joyful celebration. When, uh, Psalm 107.32 says, Let them exalt in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders. It's the idea is as we come together, we joyfully celebrate the goodness of God. And we don't always, just like what we talked about before, we don't always joyfully celebrate simply for what God has done in our life. Because then if I'm having a bad day and I think God's done nothing, I'm not going to praise. We, we joyfully celebrate for who God is. Amen? And one of the, one of the, one of the uh, beautiful things, I remember the disciples in the, the scriptures came back to Jesus. He sent the 72 out. And they were all excited because the demons, they said, even the demons listen to us. Right? Remember that? Yes. And Jesus like, yeah, that's true. He goes, but what I want you to really rejoice in is that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. And we can always, as believers, no matter what our day is, take a moment and say, look it, that reality trumps every other reality, right? That I have a king who died for me, that I might live and rise with him. That's, that's worth, worthy of celebrating. This word, halal, is used over 130 or 40 times, depending on the translation, uh, in the Old Testament. And it's meant to be a joyous celebration. We lift our hands once again. We give thanks. We bless the Lord. And this is how we plow our hearts and we prepare our hearts to receive all that the Lord has for us. Uh, the next one is Shabbat. This is my most challenging one. Everywhere you look in this word, this word, everyone will say, this is the shout of the Lord. And if you ask um, Zach, our worship leader, he'll tell you, I love the shout of the Lord. I love lifting up a shout unto God. And that's what this word is kind of said by many people to be. Um, my, my challenge with that is actually not ever translated in that way. Um, but it does mean this. It does mean, to, this is the blank that I have. It's really funny to fill in. To soothe or to still. So on one hand, it means to soothe or to still. And on another hand, the actual literal definition is to address in a loud tone or to shout, which sounds opposite to me. But come on, isn't that the kingdom we're a part of? Right? If you want to sit at the head of the table, he says sit at the end. Sit at the, sit at the, the back. If you want to go high, you go low. If you want to lead, you're going to serve. It's a backwards, upside-down kingdom. And this word means to soothe and to still, but also to be loud and to shout. Psalm 117.1 says this. It says, Oh, praise the Lord, all you nations. Praise him. That's this word. All you people. Shout, extol, lift up in a loud voice. Um, it's interesting, though. One Hebrew lexicon actually makes it's a, the Brown Driver Briggs. I don't know what that is. Hebrew lexicon actually says about this word that when they translate it into the Aramaic, the way they choose to translate it is this phrase, to be free from care. So when I praise God with this, with the Shabbat of the Lord, what I'm doing is I have a loud voice that just soothes the voice of every other thing that's in my life. You got someone speaking in one ear about shame and, and, and condemnation and all these things telling you what you're not, that you're not good enough, all that kind of stuff. This, this praise, when we lift up this praise to the Lord and we begin to shout unto the Lord, it's as if all those other cares of the world bow their knee to the name of Jesus because my focus is just on him. There's something about just uh, praising God with a loud voice. I, I'm reminded of that one a band who said that, you know, seriousness is not a fruit of the Spirit, but joy is. There's just this, this idea of coming before him with joy and with a loud voice and a triumphant shout that has all to do kind of with Shabbat. We have two more, um, but for these, I'm going to have you stand. We're going to end on these two. And what we're going to do, normally we end with a song, 
I've asked Zach to have just a couple songs, and I really want us to not leave early during these songs. Sometimes people kind of do things, but take these times and say, God, if there's an area in my life that I've not praised you like we're talking about, um, do something a little different this morning. Decide to praise him with your hands lifted high. Decide to praise him with a loud voice. I sit in the front row because I don't want people to hear me, and it's really loud up here. Maybe you want to go in the back so nobody could see you and you want to dance before the Lord. You know that halal actually talks about that too. It's such a joyful celebration that the halal praise is actually this idea of sometimes we dance before the Lord. And the, the last two um, words are this. Zamar means to make music. And it's the praising God of voices and instruments. Psalm 98.5, sing your praise to the Lord with the harp. Did anybody bring their harp? Uh, with the harp and melodious song. So that's Zamar. We do that every Sunday. We praise the Lord in this fashion all the time around here we, with music. And then um, Tehillah means the song of praise. The singing, it's actually the definition is the singing of halals, which is like the hallelujah, the other type of praise. The singing of praise to God, especially singing, I don't know where this came from, especially singing hymns of the Spirit. Isn't that interesting? In Ephesians, um, there's an interesting verse in Ephesians chapter 5. It says this. It says, um, And do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Sounds like praise to me. Tehillah is in Psalm 22.3. It says, But you are holy but you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. So this morning, it's not just about information, but it's a little bit of lab time. And I hope, I, first off, thank you for doing some crazy stuff with me, getting on your knees, putting your hands up, giving some thanks together, because I just want to work on it. We're, we're a praising church. I love it. But some of the stuff, that's right. But let's be honest. Some of us that have been around a little bit, it's kind of normal for. If, we're, if you're new you might have no idea why we praise the way we do, but it's actually scriptural, right? Yes. All right. Recap. Praise is a full body experience. We use our hands. We kneel down. We bow down. We, uh, praise is filled with thanksgiving. It's a joyful celebration. Praise can include a loud shout. Praise stills the cares of this world, and praise tills up the ground of our heart. As we pour out our praise to God, God tills up our heart and prepares it for his word. Amen? Amen. All right. I, the way I want to end today is, is this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read Psalm 100 again out of, out of the Passion Translation. And then I want to take a couple songs where we just praise God. And I really mean this. If you want to move out of your seat, get to a comfort place, if you, you do what you want. You have complete freedom. But our job is we're going to put this to practice. We're going to have a lab where we praise the Lord. Listen to Psalm 100. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead, do it. <laughs> That's just what the psalm says. I like it. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy. And realize what this really means, that we have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh our God. Yeah, you know what? Some of you are already starting. It's okay. Don't wait for me. You can begin to praise God. For he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pasture. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. 
Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he's famous for his faithfulness toward everyone. Everyone knows our God can be trusted because he keeps his promises to every generation. Redeemed by His grace, let the 
the Lord today And we won't be quiet Come on We shout out your praise There's joy in the house of the Lord And our God is surely in this place We won't be quiet We shout out your praise
I feel this morning it's not time to stop come on whether you feel like it or not this morning he's worthy of your praise come on whether you feel like it or not because it's not dependent on our with the way we feel he's worthy of our praise either we serve an awesome God or we don't amen just lift your voices this Give him praise. Give him praise for what you don't see yet. Give him praise for what he's done. Come on, open your mouths this morning, church. I don't care what it sounds like. It's not time to stop yet. It's not time to stop.
on, let's give him praise. Let's, let's give him a clap. Let's give him a shout. Let's lift up a joyous and rowdy celebration to the Lord. God, we give you praise today. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you haven't forgotten us, that you're not done, that you're working even in the background. When we're not thinking about it, when we're not even praying about it, God, you're working. We give you praise today. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Yes. God, we give you all the praise. Yeah. <laughs> praise breaks the chains. Doesn't it? I want to give us one more thing. Do you know, in the, when, when you read in Leviticus about the burnt offering, it talks about this, the, the systems of offering the Lord set up. What you can miss in the midst of that is, is this simple principle, that when the offering was initially set up, the priest never lit the offering. God lit the offering. Fire came from heaven and touched the offering. And then God said, it's your job to keep that fire lit every day. Put something on that every morning. Don't let that fire go out. So this morning, I want to encourage you, if the, if the Lord's lit again a fire in your heart, put your hands up and just begin to thank Him. And Lord, I pray that every morning we get up, every morning we put our feet on the ground, we would lift the high praises of God, and we would keep the fire of God burning afresh in our heart. We are a people of praise. And Lord, I, I believe that as people continue to come into New Life Church, this place will be a praising house. Not only that, but chains are going to be broken as we lift high the name of God and the praises of our good King. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, uh, <laughs> Lord, we just thank you for all you're doing. And I pray this week would be a week of special praise. Lord, don't let it leave my heart. Don't let it leave my lips. Let me have a good time in your presence and realize that the kingdom of God is filled with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen? Have a great week. If you need prayer, there's going to be some people over at our prayer corner to see the kingdom of God meet with you. If you want to say hi, some of us will be back at the Connect Corner.